You're listening to the Storytime Podcast. Storytime Podcast. This episode is about the importance of personal branding. And here who we have in the studio today is Julian Nazario. Julian is with Guaranteed Rate, and he's originally from Bronx, New York. And then he's lived in the New York Phoenix metro area for the last 19 years. And he's a loan officer, the VP of mortgage lending with Guaranteed Rate. Julian, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit more, you know yourself better than me, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, you know the dude. Um, I'm from New York originally, been living in Phoenix for, gosh, almost 18 years now. And I've been in banking and finance for, for about those 18 years, specifically a mortgage loan originator for, for the last 10 years. And made a switch uh, last year to guaranteed rate and been working on building my personal brand and growing my audience and things of that nature, having a lot of fun, learning a lot of things along the way. And, uh, you know, excited to share some of the things that I've learned along the way. And Julian, I know when I met you about three months ago, thanks again, Chris, for that referral. It seemed like you were a little bit skeptical about social media and then growing your brand on there and then also like using, making sure our team can help you with that. What made you make the decision to start grow- recording those videos on social and start growing your personal brand? Well, you know, it's something that I've known that I've needed to do, especially moving from like a retail uh, lending institution to to guaranteed rate where I'm more self-source, self-generated. And the best way to do that and to really show, you know, my knowledge base and, and provide, you know, educational content, a little bit of entertainment in there is by you know, producing, you know, content on social media. And so, yeah, you know, I had concerns about being able to be consistent with it and the time it takes to create the content. You know, there's also a little bit of that imposter syndrome that goes along with it. Uh, So kind of just getting, you know, my ego in check and, you know, doing the things that I I know I need to do to grow my business. I love that you mentioned imposter syndrome. Um, Talon and I went to a networking event on Monday and Talon, do you want to talk about your experience of like the imposter syndrome, what you're facing? And then how do you, and Julian, I'd love to know after Talon goes, like, how do you overcome that imposter syndrome? Because I know Talon's probably wondering it, right, Talon? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, um, well, first of all, Devin said he was going to be out one morning. And I was just like, you know, making some small talk. I'm like, oh, are you going to be? And he's like, oh, I'm going to a, a networking event. He's like, do you want to come? And I was like, oh, I, didn't, I don't want to like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I'm very new to this kind of um, world, but I decided to go. It was great, but I did feel a little bit of like, like how do they know that I know nothing was kind of like the thinking behind it. And I kind of realized while I was there, like, I don't think people really care what I know, but it's also you have to take into account people care about your experiences and your kind of viewpoint of things. So that kind of helped me feel a little more comfortable being in a room with all these successful people. I was like, you know, I might not be as successful as these people, but I think I have some experiences that they don't have that I can kind of use to see things a little differently. So that's how I've kind of like viewed um, imposter syndrome, <laughs> but it is kind of like a, a real learning curve to kind of get ahead of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of kind of similar experience here was just at one point I was just like, you know what, For, forget it and what everybody else thinks or what I think. I know that I have a lot of interesting perspectives and I, and I have been in the industry for a long time. So I I do think I know quite a bit about, you know, lending and banking and finance. And so, you know, at, the, at one point I thought, you know, kind of selfish of me to not share this, this information and this knowledge and give people a perspective of, you know, what it takes to be a loan officer and, or, or, 
and or what it takes to you know qualify for a home loan and the tips and tricks and those kind of things. And then I've had a lot of support too from my, my wife, who's actually my loan partner, just having a number of conversations and you know, she's always like, Yeah, this, this is great, you should put that out there and you know, some of my industry peers and then also just seeing, you know, the content that's out there and I'd look at it and say, you know, no no slight to anybody else, but I'd be like, you know what, I could I could do that too. And then maybe maybe a little bit better. And so there came a little bit of confidence with uh, practice too, that, you know, keep getting better and better and actually started to enjoy it. So it's something that I look forward to. And Julian, you mentioned a huge word there, selfish, holding that information that you know and not sharing it with your audience. And when I started recording video content, I was <laughs> this is so bad, but everybody thinks it, right? They're like, how can I get more sales? How can I make more money? How can I make more revenue out of this? But it was a podcast, actually one of our first podcasts where he mentioned your audience has all these questions and you have the answer to it. And when you reproach it with a way of thinking like, hey, how can I help my audience with these issues by having the knowledge that I'm going to share? There's a lot of people that are rooting for you, but also just honestly want your opinion. And we, as we talk about personal branding, especially with social media, there's this learning curve where a lot of people are following you because you know something. But also you have this audience that wants to get to know you or they already do know you. How do you keep an even approach with like still talking about mortgage, but also people knowing like you're a family man, you're a great person, things you like to do? Like, how do you balance both of those things on social? Yeah, no, that's um that's a good question. And it's something I still try to I'm still working on is finding that right balance of personal and business. But it's just something that's, you know, kind of top of mind, you know, as I do different, uh, you know, networking events and introduced to different circles, I'm exposed to, to different unique experiences. And so I just try to think of like, you know, sharing that with my circle. And, and that's the way I look at social media is like kind of like my tribe. And, you know, they also want to know like what's going on with me on a, on a personal basis. And see the yeah. fun things that I do with like my wife and my kids and my friends and, you know, going to a basketball game or, um, yeah. you know, different um, festivals and things like that. It's a way to kind of show that, um, yeah, I'm not all business. I do like to have fun. It's like you, you keep saying these keywords that are awesome. You, you mentioned your tribe and it's like when you use social media, imagine it like in a real life event. It's like, Julian, I invite you, I invite you to a barbecue. And the whole barbecue, I'm trying to pitch you on why you, you should use our service. And I know nothing about you. You know nothing about me. And the same goes for social media, right? You want to educate them, but you don't want to try to sell over and over and over again, or people are just going to ignore that and go to the next post. So I love that you mentioned like your tribe and these events and making them feel comfortable so they can trust you with your service. I think that's huge. Yeah. I, I know you said earlier, you don't, you don't want to slide anyone. You don't want to like throw any shade, but just out of curiosity, what are some of those common mistakes you see? other creators make not in like a you know we're not trying to diss anyone but just kind of like some constructive criticism of what are some things you see that that that's a slight tweak slight tweak that can be improve someone's content yeah um you know i see people talking about themselves a lot and, and their accomplishments and people don't really care i mean don't get me wrong they kind of care and you know like to see your accomplishments but you know really what they're looking for is something to relate to something that they can connect with you on a different level and ultimately, they, you know, people are selfish as well, and they want to know how you can help them with whatever problem that they are, you know, experiencing, whether that be, you know, from the home loan perspective or from a personal or finance perspective or family. They kind of want to see what your opinion is on certain topics 
and, you know, gives them an opportunity to, you know, see the genuine side of, uh, of who you are and get to know you and, and see if there's some, you know, kind of connection there. So Sorry. I think that's, that's a mistake. Overthinking it. I'm guilty of this myself. Sometimes, you know, I'm too, I'm, I'm in like this super focused mode and I'm too serious. And that's when I'm like, all right, I just need to maybe put this down for a little bit and come back to it. And, you know, when I'm in a better vibe and I can have fun with it. And then your consistency, just know that you've got to play the long game just about with anything in life, but especially social media content creation is that you're trying to build a library that somebody will want to come and check out some books for, you know, a few minutes at a time and bookmark it and come back and, and see what else you're up to. So those are some of the things I think I, I noticed out there. Tom, that was a great question. I think, Julian, we see it a lot, especially in the mortgage industry. I don't want to call out loan officers specifically. I think everybody does it, right? It's like, you want people to know about your accomplishments, but there's a way to do it to, to make it better, right? It's like, it's like Julie in, in town. If I invite you guys to an event and I'm talking about like, hey, here's some strategies and out of nowhere, I'm like, hey, by the way, I closed 50 billion this year. Like, what, how are you going to react to that? Like, oh, congrats, man. Like, that's awesome. Great. But that doesn't benefit me. And I think the best way to do that is like, instead of posting your numbers, try to grab some of those testimonials that you get and record a video about that. Better yet, have that customer hop on the video with you or the partner that gave you the referral and hop on the video with you. So it doesn't, it feels more genuine and people can relate to that better and get some, some good info from there. So I love, I love that you asked that question, Talon and Julian, the way that you explained it. There's one more thing that you mentioned. You said the consistency, the long-term game. I know you're, so we have, just so you guys know, we have three month contracts and it's month to month after that. I know, Julian, you're thinking at a time, like, is this worth it? And then you texted me last week, like, hey, these videos are really picking up. And there's a reason we do those three months is because it's after three months, you tend to see it pick up just more and more and more and more where you get more views, more reactions, more prospects. But like, what was your head at a month ago compared to like when you texted me last week about the personal branding and the social media? Yeah, yeah. Like a month into it, I was like, man, I'm kind of knee deep into this. And I, again, that's when it really hit me. It was like, I mean, I don't know if I can keep up with this. I mean, I don't know what's the next move. And you know, I'm not really seeing a return or result, so to speak. And it was really, you know, like baking a cake. You can't just put it in there for 20 minutes and expect it, you know, to have a, a full-blown cake. You got to sit there and watch it for a little bit. And so, so that's kind of where my mind was at in that, in that first, you know, 30, 45 days. And then, like I said earlier, you know, with the consistency, I started getting better. The team at Story started to get better at knowing, like, how I wanted things edited and mm -hmm. my personality and, you know, the values I'm, I'm trying to portray or who I am. And so now it's kind of, um, it's, we're, we're, we're aligned with, with the goals and you know, the content that we're trying to create. It's exciting, man. So I know we've talked about a lot about personal branding and having that like personal connection um, with your audience. And I feel like we kind of see that more become the trend as opposed to like company brands. Um, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on what do you think are like the, the advantages to having more of a personal brand instead of like a company brand? Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel like it's better for us to have like, you know, Devin kind of be the personal brand for story or me chipping in there when I can, when I should be, I should be doing more. But what do you think that's kind of more of the trends we're seeing instead of like more of like a brand identity? Yeah, it's like guaranteed rate. Like why wouldn't you focus about guaranteed rate instead of mm -hmm. focusing on your own brand? I think it's a better way mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, definitely, you know, 
better to focus on your personal brand. Just it doesn't necessarily matter the company that you're with because um, you know if you're building your personal brand, you've built a trust and you've built an audience, and they're gonna follow you wherever you go, and they trust that you're making the right decision and moves with their best interest in mind. And um, you know, I still I still incorporate the, the company brand because you know when you see guaranteed rate, I kind of still want them to think, oh. I know Julian, he works there. And, you know, the company does a pretty good job of, you know, branding and marketing. So that's there's an advantage still to, you know, kind of leaning on it. But, you know, the other thing is you, this business is uh, kind of cyclical in the sense that, um, you know, you may need to pack your bags and move somewhere else before a number of different reasons. People, you know, move, move and switch companies. And so I look at personal brand as having your bags almost ready to go if that is the direction that life takes you in. And because, I, you know, when I moved over, one of my clients, you know, he wasn't really following me or whatnot, but he was like, he didn't even know I had switched companies. He was just like, I want to do business with you. And so, you know, that was another big aha moment for me was like, you know, people like me and they want to, you know, they trust me and want to do business with me. And it didn't necessarily matter where I was at. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for those golden nugget questions. Julian, obviously, there's a lot of like loan officers wanting to get on social, but sometimes they're scared or afraid or worried about the revenue associated with it. What are two tips you could give a loan officer today to start getting comfortable recording video or even to start posting on social? Practice, really, you know, record a video daily, even if you don't post it, at least you're getting comfortable hearing yourself and seeing yourself on camera. And, uh, you know, find some people within your circle, family, friend, and a coworker that you can send your videos to and say, hey, look at this. What do you think about it? And then um, just don't don't overthink it. Um, You know, it's going to be tough. It's going to kind of suck in the beginning if you haven't been doing it, but you will get better at it and your engagement will get there and you'll know, you know, what the next next topic should be about. Yeah. And it'll just flow a lot easier. So yeah, don't overthink it. Get started and uh, play the long game. It's awesome, man. Thank you, Julian, for hopping on. Just a, a reminder, guys, Julian Nazario with... Uh, did I say that right? Nazario? Yeah. I nice. Nice. With Guaranteed Rate. He's in Phoenix, Arizona. So are you licensed just in Arizona or do you have other states as well? No, I'm licensed in uh, several states, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri, and uh, soon to be Florida. Awesome. And if you guys uh, are looking for it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, didn't mean to I was just going to say, you can follow me on, on social at mortgage underscore jewel. And uh, obviously, just Google or Facebook me at Julian Nazario. Yep. Yep. So definitely give him a follow. Also, if you just need to know, like, get a free financial, like, about your mortgage, reach out to him. He's really great at it. He's a really great person, really fun to work with and talk with. Again, he is in Phoenix, but he's licensed in multiple states. And thank you again, Julian, for hopping on. And if you guys have any mortgage related questions, Julian's the man. So thanks again, Julian. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Storytime Podcast. Be sure to catch us next time to stay up to date with all the latest on content creation and social media. Also, subscribe to our trend reports at story.co slash trend reports to get the latest trends in your inbox. We'll see you next time. Storytime Podcast.